Football Friday presented by Stonehaven Dental. At Stonehaven Dental, they say yes. Yes to free exams and x-rays for new patients and flexible appointments. Say yes to great dental care. Visit StonehavenDental.com to schedule an appointment. I say yes to Stonehaven Dental. Got a uh, poll question up here, PK. What should BYU do? Join the Big 12, the Mountain West, the AAC, stay independent. College football getting ready for another round of realignment. Where should the Cougars be for the next decade or so? It's overwhelming. BYU fans want the Big 12. 75% of about 200 votes. 12% for staying independent. 10% for the Mountain West. 2% for the old AAC. Constant critic at Dr. Dave Kimball says, 100% join. No question. Last chance to join the big boys. Won't ever be another chance, even if this one is unstable. That's what I put uh, up on Facebook, and I'm... I would assume that there would be a positive response towards the Big 12. I mean, couldn't you always go back to what you have? Back to Independent and the WCC? Maybe the WCC would be a little miffed, but my guess is they'd get over it. I mean, a, l- a little myth, but they got to be realistic. They know what's going on with football in this country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're forced to be where you It's yeah, the Big 12. Yeah. It's, I mean, really, it would be kind of, I would think, parallel to what happened with all the shuffle the last time around. Yeah. I mean, the Mountain West didn't like that Utah was leaving, but it's like, oh, yeah, but we'd all do the same thing, so we can't really be that upset. They were upset. furious about BYU, but they right. too, yeah. yeah. They, they, they understood. Yeah, what are you going to do? They, every, every single one of them would take it if presented with that opportunity. So I think it would be the same thing at that point, yeah. So I don't... If The, the worst case scenario is it collapses. Uh, all right, then you go back. You know you can work as an independent. Take this opportunity. If you have to go back to it, you go back to it. That's the way I think that most people think. Tony says only if the Big 12 stays at a Power 5 level and it's an increase in revenue. I think it'll be an increase in revenue, but I don't think we're going to be referring to Power 5 going forward. Why not? What's the difference? Oklahoma and Texas are gone. (laughs) And they're viewed as the big boys. And Texas isn't. Texas isn't winning that league. Okay, but let's not call it a Power Five. Then uh, is the ACC a Power Five minus Clemson? And I realize North Carolina's built it up a little bit here under Mac Brown. But come on, is there is the ACC is there a reconstituted Big Twelve with Cincinnati? And right now, Cincinnati's on top of the world. And who's to say they stay? But and who's to say any of them stay? You just don't know. But maybe if they got in, Luke Fickle might decide. Hey, this is plenty good enough. Uh, and Houston's had runs, and and who else? Uh, who else are we talking about? Oh, Central Florida, Central Florida! My goodness, come on! Where were they? Where are they? How they hanging on? <laughs> <laughs> They're not in San Bernardino. No, because they don't. Well, they're, they're in Orlando. Recruiting because they'll play BYU. Dave says it's a no-brainer to join. Shed the G five label. Recruiting world would go way up. They don't have the G5 label. And it's these labels. I just think for the fans, it would be more fun. You get to follow teams. In three the or four years, you would be on, so yeah. up to date with all these teams so, in the conference. So many games on the weekend matter. Because your game matters. Yeah, and you get to but follow. Now, right. The other games matter. It's like you fans will be checking USC and Arizona State every week. 
Of course. They're in it. They're they matter. What, it's what we do in right. conferences. Sure. You did it in the Mountain West. You, you did fans, it in the WAC. Even though it was a lopsided game and it wasn't entertaining at all, you know you fans were checking in on that UCLA game. It's is Chip of, Kelly ready to, to make the jump? Year. Is Chip Kelly ready to make the jump with that team? Are I mean, they legit? I mean, I think the Utes beat them, but I think it's going to be harder than where they've just rolled over them the last few times, seems to me. So, yeah, that's, that's part of it. And then basketball? Basketball doesn't hold a backseat to the Pac-12 by any stretch. I'm not sure who it holds a backseat to. Well... It depends on the year. Recently, I think there's some years where you could say nobody. Uh, ACC, Big Ten, SEC has been on the way up. So and good for them. It's a year-to-year deal in basketball. There's so many one and dones, and even the guys who aren't one and done can be out after two years. I think the Big Twelve would be salivating about coming to Provo. What do they seat? Eighteen, twenty thousand there. You know that that thing would be rocking. Uh, yeah, Kansas. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Any of them, really. Any of them. Baylor just won the friggin' title. Won it all. The Episcopalians versus the Mormons. Huh? Yeah. Baylor's the Baptist. Well, I got some Episcopalians. Not everybody at BYU's Mormon. Dyson says definitely go. More access for football and a way better conference for basketball, too. Yeah, that's for sure. I don't think there's any question about that. The basketball thing, yeah, that's that's inarguable. Sean, I, would, I would love that. Sean says no. BYU plays a better schedule now than they would in the Big 12. I disagree. Yeah, check I some consistently? Disagree as well. Check some of the seasons coming up. This season, really good schedule. There are seasons coming up where they only have two Power 5 teams on the schedule. It doesn't have to be a better schedule because if it's the same, it's worth it. From the fan base... It would be more fun. BYU already has its place recruiting in our part of the country. That's never going to go away. Can it open up another part? Possibly. Why not roll the dice there? What have you got to lose? You're still going to get kids out of California. But Texas. Utah, Arizona, California. You know, those are the big ones, right? Big the three yeah, mo- right. most right. If you, if you add states. up the, if you add up where guys are from on a roster in any given year, yes, that's it. Yeah, you already got that. That's not changing. But instead of a smattering of Texas guys, maybe you could get an upgrade there. It's a lot of players in Texas, and there'd be three, Texas maybe four is close teams. enough to Florida, and you could just <laughs> there'd be three, maybe four teams in Texas, and yeah, like you said, you see if you add UCF, if they do, that opens the door for more Florida kids too. Yeah, I, I think BYU's brand expands. I don't think it contracts. Do you guys? I don't think it does. I think it expands because you're already a name program throughout the country. You're already a program that recruits heavily in your Latter-day Saint backyards, and that'll never change. I, I, think it's, I think it's a marvelous opportunity for them. I hope it comes to pass. I hope they get the invite. I hope it works out. It would be and more fun. And they want it. Oh, yeah. Well, they got to want it, too. They got to yes. figure out what is in their best interest to, to go forward here. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm up for that. 
What should be what you do? The poll question is up. Twitter, David DJ James, we're over uh, about 270 votes now. And it's uh, holding pretty steady. Join the Big 12, now up to 76%. Cougar fans are ready. Bring it on. I think they are. I think they are. Some guy's telling me that this the Jeffrey Holland talk is much more uh, complicated than I'm making it sound. I don't know how complicated it is. I just know the complications haven't changed. BYU's position, as far as I, maybe I'm wrong because I don't study it that much, but BYU's position hasn't really changed. Meanwhile, the world's position has changed dramatically and probably for the better, all for it. But I don't think BYU's ch- position has changed that much. So, so maybe how, I'm off base on this, but well, Holland just reiterated what's been said a million times over. I don't understand why it's more complicated. What are the I don't either. layers well, were missing? That's you, all he you'd says. You'd have to tell us. Because he links me Gordon's article, which broke records. Okay, stop. That's what he told me. I know he did. That's why you're making <laughs> a big deal out of it. Well, it's obviously, I'm not making a big deal out of it. If it broke records, they're making a big deal about it. How in the world could you say I'm making a big deal about it? I didn't break the records. I don't have a subscription to the Watchdog. I didn't read it. So I'm not making a big deal about it. The readership is. It broke records. Records. Would you like to put that to song? Well, how am I making a big deal about it? Oh, your voice went up three octaves. Because you you challenged me, so it's going to go up (laughs) ten. Yes, I was challenged, so I responded in kind. That's a surprise? 20 years? I don't think so. The next 20 years? No? It's like a Tim McGraw song. Looking forward to the next 30 years. <laughs> what, what is more complicated? You can't just tell me it's more complicated than I'm making it sound. And he wants, need, me, to, he wants me to details. listen to Matty Easton's amazing story. Now, I guess he's the, uh, the, 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 the speaker who's uh, the um, graduation speaker and all that. And... Uh, yeah, it's a, he has an amazing story. Good for him. I, I, I wouldn't have given the speech, but that's not me. <laughs> they didn't ask me to give the speech. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out what's different. I can't help you. I don't know. What and did, he, don't, what did he say that hasn't been said? Either down, well, I don't know. Did, does he give? Did he give this speech in Provo, or they do it virtually, or how do they do it? It was in Provo down okay. there. What's different than what's been said downtown plenty of times? And what is more complicated? Yeah, and I, I, admittedly, I don't study it. Help us out. I mean, I what personally would never write a religion article. That's not who I am. You can do. Believe what you believe. I mean, I wouldn't try to hurt anybody either, for that matter. Uh, I'm uh, the older I get, the more is uh, live and let live. Do what you want to do. I mean, are they breaking laws? Are they discriminating against the against homosexuals? Because obviously, that's not good. I, I don't. I don't know the answers to these. I mean, but I realize it's a passionate subject. I didn't. He broke records. 
That that that's not <laughs> no octaves. You, you're there. acting like I'm mocking it. You are. I am not. Okay. I'm pointing out the visible nature of it. That's that's all I'm doing. I mean, you're not going to do it. You don't want to touch the subject at all. So it's up to me to bring it up. And he told me they're breaking records, so it broke records. So breaking that records can be as simple. It's a hot button topic. It is a hot button topic. Yeah. Yes, but breaking records can be as simple as what other websites link to your story. Okay, what's the difference? So. People still have to read it. In order to break records, so what difference well, does you it know, make? You don't know that they read the whole thing. I mean, they can click on it and they can stop reading, oh, okay, so you don't even right. know you read it the whole way. I don't know that. You're right. I don't know. All I know is it broke records and we're getting into <laughs> a know, bunch of you, stuff that tweaking, I don't... You're, I am not. You're tweaking, Gordon. I am not. I am not. <laughs> I you're assigning me a value I judgment am, on I this, am. and I'm not. There's My two people in this world saying, you like to tweak. Gordon and me. <laughs> and the order changes based on the day of the week. That's not true in this situation. The reason why I'm bringing it up is because this this fellow here is telling me that it's more complicated. There's so much passion on it both ways. I went to try to get a feel so I have a clue anyway. I went and looked at Jeffrey Holland's Instagram because I thought, oh, people are probably going to comment on this, mm-hmm. right? There was over a thousand comments. How many and, did you get through? You love the comments. Probably 50. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to read a thousand. <laughs> I, I know because you're not. you get to 50. It's the same thing over and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now this is very, very rough. I didn't tally it. I didn't keep a pull a poll right. of it. I didn't do any of that. It's a very rough opinion, but it seems like it was split down the middle. I support you, Elder Holland. How dare you say what you said, basically. And that's just a rough eyeball of it, looking at it, because I thought, well, comments, you find out what people think. Especially if they're anonymous, because then they can expose themselves, so to speak, literally, and not literally in that in, in you know in the nasty you know, sense. Expose but, their name yeah. as opposed to nudity, right. right? Yes. So it's clear this is an emotional issue, one that broke records. I've never written anything that's broken a record. Well, I probably have for fewest page views. You've you've written some stuff. They got. Pretty big numbers. I don't know about records because we're getting into baseball, Elias Sports Bureau. You, you know, you record get a for thing on the wall, most like strikeouts, gold, uh, most strikeouts in the album? fourth, fifth, and sixth inning. <laughs> With the, <laughs> no, it's encased. No, <laughs> okay, now I'm messing around. <laughs> I think you. I think you were earlier. I wasn't. But, I, okay. Honestly, I wasn't. Right. I was pointing out the degree. This this person thought enough to to get in touch with me to tell me we're downplaying it and very well could be downplaying it for all I know. Now I've got to go back and, and he cited uh, Matty Easton's story on uh, his life story, apparently uh, on uh, what is this thing called? Uh, Mormonstories.org. It's a website. It's an antagonistic website by and large for the LDS faith though. Oh, they don't like the Mormons. Depends on who you ask. Really? 
everything depends on who you ask, Yach. That well, was safe. well you <laughs> called it antagonistic. What John, do you mean? John Dalen, who founded Mormon Stories, has been excommunicated from the LDS faith. John so, Dalen is his name? Yeah. PQ on Alec for his Instagram page. I did not know. I've never heard of John. How do you spell Dalen? D-E-H-L-I-N, I believe. And he has an axe. I find that interesting, though, fascinating. We're getting way off the topic, but what the crap is that if you leave something, then you go back and you protest against it. That takes a lot of emotion, type of emotion that I don't have because I got a lot of problems and I got to focus all my emotion on that. And I probably focus too much emotion on that, <laughs> as you know. Uh, I heard a little bit about it, yeah. <laughs> I heard a little bit about it. So I don't have a lot of emotion for this other stuff. All right, we got to go to break. When we come back, Blake Anderson, Aggie football coach. I got emotion for that. If you uh, have not been with us all morning, uh, the new Monday morning schedule, Samson Nakua. These are set, right, based on their schedules with their schools and what they got to do. By and large, yes. Samson Nakua, BYU wide receiver, joins us Monday mornings at 7 a.m. Nick Ford, Utah offensive lineman, joins us Monday mornings at 7.30 throughout the football season. So Samson and Nick will be here. Now Blake Anderson, Aggie football coach at 9.30. What is trending, which we normally do at 7 for years, has moved to 8 o'clock on Monday mornings. If you miss those interviews with Samson Nakua and Nick Ford, they are available at 1280thezone.com or wherever you get podcasts. And Blake Anderson is coming up next. Stay with us. It's game week for the Aggies, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. The new look Aggies hit the road to take on Washington State to kick off the Blake Anderson era in Logan. Catch all the play-by-play action beginning with the pregame show at 8. From Monday morning to all the play-by-play action, nobody brings you better coverage of Aggie football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. It is time to talk Aggie football with Blake Anderson, Utah State football coach. He joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. It's no secret Utah's in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is a solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Find out more at smartrain.net. Blake, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Uh, you know, we have followed you from afar. We haven't gotten to know you much, which is why I asked Scott Gerard on uh, last Monday morning. I was watching the interviews you did after the scrimmage on Saturday, and I thought you seemed irritated. And I asked Scott, well, was he really down about the way the scrimmage went, or is that just intense college football coach with the media all sorts of fired up because he's got a new gig and a thousand things to do? Oh, who knows, man? Who knows? knows? Uh, You know, I I really, I thought we were a little tired and a little sloppy, but all in all, after went back and watched it on tape, it was probably better. You know, it's, it's, I've always, it's never as bad as you think and it's never as good as you think. And that's kind of probably one of those times. Uh, We, we, we've been running them pretty good and they looked a little tired Saturday. And after I watched tape, it looked a little better than I thought. So. I know exactly who Coach Anderson is because, as I told him the first time we had him on, my wife's grandmother lived in Jonesboro, Arkansas, and I've been to Jonesboro many, many times. So Blake and I, I mean, we've both been to the mall in Jonesboro, so we <laughs> we know each other even though we haven't met personally. What was uh, that big place that you turn left, you turn right, you go in, everybody got lost, everybody knew? Oh, <laughs> man. 
Anybody's been at the in the mall in Jonesboro? Yeah, you're you're, uh, you're family already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've eaten at the Wyatt's Cafeteria in the mall in Jonesboro many many times over the years. Made the drive from Memphis on in. Uh, so, but just stepping aside, go big picture on your life, man. I mean, this is just crazy. It's got to be crazy for you. You got to feel all sets of anticipation. I mean, we know the tragedy with your wife, and then you change jobs, you remarried, your kids are older, you move all the way over to Logan, Utah, of all places. And yeah, I realize you're in the middle of it, and it's probably helping you. But have you had time to reflect on just how crazy everything has been for the last few years? You know, uh, it's funny you say that. It, it you're you are in the middle of it, and it does help. It kind of keeps your mind occupied, and you get in the you get in the routine of things on a daily basis and just, you know, kind of working the problem. And there's plenty for us to fix. We've got a lot of work to do to, to become the team we want to be. But, but at the same time, some of the things that you remember are just those times of year that, that uh, and you're going through the, some of the toughest things you've ever been through. And fall camp, I, I told the guys here, very transparent, fall camp's hard for me because that's kind of when everything really, really hit hard, when Wendy got really, really sick. And uh, and the guys are great. You know, I'm still getting to know these these kids and really building relationships. And I was uh, I was really surprised at how many guys just popped their head in my office through the course of fall camp. And hey, coach, how you doing? Nothing to do with football, just man, how you doing? How's your how you feeling today, man? Where's your where's your head at today? And so it's been fun getting to know these guys. It's been it's been really encouraging to see the kind of uh, just compassion that these guys have for each other. I think it's gonna. I think it's going to bleed over to the football field. It's a group of kids that really like being around each other and being in the office and, and being up here with us. So I, I'm beyond excited to get going, uh, excited about a new challenge, and it is that. Uh, and, and, and But just my first glimpse of this group of guys really working on a daily basis from 6 in the morning till, you know 10 o'clock at night of the fall camp grind, uh, really, really love this group of guys. You know, there's always, uh, in college sports, team building is really important because you're turning over 20 to 30% of the team every year. But now that the transfer portal is going nuts, it's even more than that. So I would think that you've got to spend a lot of time on that getting to know each other and bonding thing because otherwise you're going to end up playing like an all-star team and that's just going to get you beat. No, that's a huge challenge. It is. We know. You know, super seniors, a bunch of veteran guys that came back for a year that, that was not expected. So I think that helps just the maturity that those guys bring to the table. But we did, we did like a lot of folks, bring in some transfers to try to help immediate, you know, immediate holes. Now, most of them were here in the spring, which I think was huge. We got a chance to go through the spring semester and work them through the summer. Only a few guys that weren't a part of the spring and summer program. So we, we didn't really have a ton of new this fall camp but uh you can't just assume that they all know each other we had to spend a lot of time just doing things outside of football that had nothing to do with x's and o's just spending time together getting to know each other did some fun things did some things that talk about you know just what our culture is going to be and i think it's a group that has gelled pretty well we'll really know once we go out and we start playing and and all the problems really kind of get created out on the field adversity hits that kind of shows your true character but from a glimpse and, and just the amount of time we've had, I've been pretty pleased at how this whole group has kind of come together, including the transfers that, that we brought in. And you have some transfers that came over from Arkansas State, and obviously one being quarterback, didn't play Bonner in the spring. Uh, can you give us an update, or are you willing to tell us who's going to be the starter? 
Well, I'm, I'm not willing to tell you who's going to be the starter. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let everybody figure that out at the same time. Uh, it's one of the good things about college ball. I really don't have to tell anybody, and I'm going to I'm going to keep that process going. It is still an ongoing competition. To be true, truthful. We uh, we did miss Bonner in the spring, a good bit of the summer, and he is completely healthy at this point, which has been which has been good. He's he's been healthy all through fall camp, but he and Andrew Peasley have been battling at it, and we're just trying to be as thorough as we can. This is bigger than than one game, honestly, bigger than one season. We want to make sure that we're moving forward in the absolute right direction. And, and the best thing we can do is just let them keep competing and keep battling. And, uh, we're going to make that decision when we, honestly, when we feel like it's time and, uh, just, just have not been quite there quite yet. Um, and, and I think, uh, just experience and time and opportunity to play all that stuff and practice on a daily basis help us make the best decision we can. So does that mean you're willing to let the competition go in a game or two, or at least certainly this uh, Washington State opener, and let both very, guys very, play? It, it, that's quite possible. It, it is. You know, I'm just kind of evaluating day to day, and it, it's such a close race. Both of them are, are quality players and going to have, uh, you know, have have all the skills that need to lead us. Just kind of looking for something small that really kind of triggers. This is exactly where we want to head. I'm, I'm not. You know, I've gone through the two-quarterback rotation system a couple different times in my career out of necessity. Last year out of COVID at Carolina, uh, out of injury, and, and have been successful to some degree. But, you know, I just want to make sure that, that we've been fair to both of the guys for the amount of time and energy they put into it. With um, with Logan going through the injury, really, you know, not, nothing that he did wrong to create that. Just trying to make sure that we're we're 100% moving forward. And so... Uh, we're fortunate that if I think if we had to, you know, we could we could take a glimpse of this for a little while. But ultimately, we will we will we will end up with one quarterback and, and move forward at some point in the, in the pretty near future. So you got Washington State, and you're doing to Nick Rolovich what he's going to do to you because I don't think he's naming the starting quarterback with the transfer. He's got the transfer from Tennessee, and then he's got the returning young kid in Delora, and it looks like he doesn't want me he might but as i looked this morning it didn't look like he wanted to announce who the quarterback is so you're kind of playing games with each other and maybe it's just what you want to do and not really related to the other team but what type of challenges that present for your defense which you know i can say struggled last year but i think you got just about all back nine top tacklers plus you got one of your kids justin rice coming over who's a really good player so defensively you should be okay yeah, I think we've improved there from from you know what you saw a year ago and some of the additions and injuries that are back healthy on the field. Some the transfers have all made immediate impacts. Yeah, I think it'll look the scheme is different. Just the the environment of what we're trying to create over there, just the way we let them cut loose and play. I think you're going to see a good bit of improvement over there. There seems to be a confidence about them. Coach Ben and, and the crew on defensive staff. They've just brought in an energy, and, and I think the kids have gotten fired up about it. I've seen steady improvement from them. Justin Rice, obviously, is a good good one to have. He just always ends up around the ball. He did that for us last year at Arkansas State. He did it at Fresno before. So I, I think we're headed in the right direction there. Uh, we're going to have to grow up quickly. Uh, they've got a lot of weapons, and, and their offensive line is massive. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, their offensive line may be the most experienced in, in Division One football this year when you look at how many snaps they've played. So it, it's going to be tough for us regardless. But I do like how the the defense is is flying to the ball, the energy that they're playing with, 
And I think we've got a few key features, you know, key pieces that can create some, you know, can kind of create some chaos for them. Blake Anderson, Utah State football coach, joining us. Coach, you mentioned the the transfers coming in and plugging holes. How many of these transfers do you think are going to start, or and then how many in the two deep who will play but not start? Well, you know, I, I, in terms of starting in, in two deep, I, mean, I think we're pretty fluid in, in terms of who the starter is and who's going to play. I, I would tell you that all the guys that we brought in, I expect to be in the two deep and be part of you know, kind of impacting games on a, on a weekly basis, whether it be uh, offense, defense, special teams, all the above. Uh, who's going to be a starter? Who's not going to be a starter? I think that's still very, very fluid, and it really – it's one play at a time. Packages and sub-packages and personnels dictate a lot of that. Uh, they've all come in and have made uh, an impact. They have all contributed in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I don't feel like we've brought a single transfer in – uh, and, and I thought the, the staff did a really good job identifying what our needs were, what kids we thought fit our culture and, and, and would fit the environment and kind of come in and, and add value. And really all of them have. Some roles are bigger than others, and I think that's always going to be the case. But it, really every one of those transfers that we brought in have impacted our team and are going to, uh, especially through a long, through a long season. You got a transfer at running back, too. Jalen Warren obviously took off. I think he went to Oklahoma State. You got uh, three or four guys up there. Do you think that, or who do you think is going to be able to lead the way as far as the rushing attack? Well, I, I think it's going to be a little bit by committee. Uh, you're really going to see them all. We, we've, we've kind of given them all opportunities, and each one of those guys kind of bring, you know, Gentry and Calvin and Noah and, and Lockheed. You know, I, I, I see four different guys getting touches. Uh, depending on, and, and honestly, maybe five DHC, if he's completely healthy, he's been banged up a little bit. I don't know that we're going to have a, a one feature back. Now, that may, it may present itself and somebody may separate themselves from the rest of the group, but up to this point, it has really been keep them fresh. Uh, you know, guys go out there, they're fully, fully rested, ready to go. You don't really know the difference between one to the next. They all can block, they all can catch, and they all are efficient runners. I think now game time, we may watch a guy that really plays well under the lights and just has it kind of gets in a rhythm and it may separate itself. But I I have not seen that yet. And I've had seasons before where with the amount of snaps that we get, that kind of plays into our favor because the guy's just always fresh and has, has fresh legs. And that can be a benefit to us, you know, especially late in the game. Fresno State and San Jose State won big. Hawaii got blown out. How much of those three Mountain West teams did you watch, and what were your impression of those uh, of those clubs? You know, really none of those games surprised me all that much. Uh, watched a little bit of all the games that were on. Everybody's kind of anxious to watch a little ball. We were in the middle of camp and, and still working, so didn't get to really focus on them a lot. But I'll I tell you, nothing really surprised me about the games. I, I kind of expected – the outcomes, depending, you know, based off who they were playing and, and the experience levels that some of them had coming back, uh, you know, I, I, I really wasn't all that surprised. I think some matches that come up, uh, you know, here in the next few weeks will, will be fun to watch and, and maybe a little bit more competitive than a couple of those that we watch this week. As I look at your offense, uh, you, you turn some guys across the uh, each of the each of the different positions. But can I argue that receiver is your best position in terms of returning production and what you expect? Well, you can sure argue it, and you're probably right. Uh, when you look at the room with 
the guys that we brought in and the guys that are here, uh, it, it you know it, it's a spot that we we're excited about, no doubt. I think uh, I mean, it's it's hard to find a guy that's more fun to watch than, than uh, DT out in space, Scarver with the speed, Griff with the size. We're bringing Brandon Bowling, who's caught a ton of balls for us over the last few years at Arkansas State. Kyle has had a phenomenal spring and fall camp and just keeps making play after play after play. Uh, you know, I think that's a you know that's the fun part is kind of seeing who the next guy is going to be. Derek Wright has had a great fall camp. Jamie Nance has been a great addition. So we've got some speed. We've got some guys that are you know long. We've got some guys that are super quick in space. And clearly, what we do offensively is about creating space and one-on-one matchups. And anxious to see how people will play us and and what matchups really play in our favor. Uh, we, we need to stay healthy there. We're not. We're not, you know, super deep at any particular position, uh, and we need to keep those feature guys on the field and healthy, and that'll be that'll be a challenge all year. Well, Coach, we appreciate a few minutes this morning. We're looking forward to your opener, Washington State, Saturday night, nine o'clock on the Pac-12 Network. Thanks for hopping on with us. Appreciate it, guys. It's time to go. Blake Anderson, Utah State football coach. He's family with PK because they've been to the mall in Jonesboro. <laughs> All these connections that I have. <laughs> so you didn't, you, didn't, random. you didn't get it, and I didn't want to waste coach's time when I was saying about you walk in. You told a story once about, and I don't know if it was the first time you went to the mall or someone else with the family who was visiting or something, but apparently when you walk in the mall, everyone turns one way oh. and goes straight to this place that everybody always eats and everybody knows, so Why? no one has to speak of yeah, it. Yeah, that was fun. Okay, I got you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, was I, that you who was lost, or was it somebody else? No, it was me. I think it was the very first time I'd been there, and I'd been there several times over the years, and my wife was very close to her grandmother, and... Um, so we were going to go out to eat. It was just the two of us, well, the four of us with her... with. Uh, my wife's uh, was actually her step grandfather. Her grandfather died like within a week of when she was born, and then my wife's grandmother and remarried. remarried. Sure. Uh, and so, so the four of you were going, and that's where they moved from Detroit down to Arkansas because he had a farm down there. Because I told you my mother-in-law grew up in, in Detroit, mm-hmm. right? And uh, yeah, so we're gonna go out to eat, right? And nobody ever said where we're gonna go. And we're to drive over there. We get out. We walk in. The mo- no one still said where we're going. And the three of them just turned into Wyatt's. The cap. <laughs> I said, how did you know? No one ever said anything. Well, this is where we always go because this is where everybody goes. Yeah. <laughs> and so he knew of that mall. He referenced that mall, too. And that's what he said. If you've been to that mall, we're family, which was a, obviously a funny line. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Your feedback coming up next. we got the poll question on what BYU ought to do as far as conference affiliation or staying independent. We'll update you on that, and we'll do it next. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Oh, DJ, I just love your soccer fandom. They got blown out 4-1. to one. Four? Four goals is a blowout? They play for 90 minutes. Most of the time they're going backwards. And you call that one goal after another? <laughs> yeah, they got blown out four to one. I don't know what your point is, but yeah, they got blown out. What was his point? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> time for your feedback. Brought to you by Oker Mountain Pharmacy. Quit spending time sorting pills. Call Oker Mountain Pharmacy today and have them sort and deliver your custom prescription blister packs free of charge. Call them at 801-252-1000. That's Oker Mountain Pharmacy. I'm sick of people ripping you. I'm going to call Oakland Mountain Pharmacy.
<laughs> I don't even know what that means. This is random things we don't know what they mean. <laughs> yes, they got blown out. That was a bad performance. Especially. But why criticize 25, you on that? I don't know. Especially 25 <laughs> minutes right after halftime, bad performance. I saw Yach tweeting about it. Yach was horrified. That was, I turned it off. Not good. All right, question of the day. What should BYU do? And Cougar fans, they are rallying, PK. Oklahoma and Texas are going to leave. The league's going to be watered down. They don't, want, they don't care. BYU fans want in the Big 12. 78% prefer the Big 12 is the future home of Cougar athletics. 10.6% want the football team to stay independent. 10% want them to join the Mountain West. And a measly 1.5% for joining the AAC. It's the Big 12 or bust for BYU fans. It's Big 12 football! (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Dan Hawkins. Go play independence, buddy! (laughs) That was intramurals, but whatever. I get your point. (laughs) You're going to cut that just far now. It's Big 12 football! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know question to be watered down, but... I think it's still pretty good. It is still good. And Texas has been mediocre for a long time. Texas, Barry Trammell came on and brought up, you know, basically they're looking at, depending on how you count it, five to eight really good seasons in 50 years sustains their reputation. But really, when you look at it, there's a whole bunch of seven and eight win seasons in Back last time they were good, I was hitting on chicks and had long hair. That's it, man, right there. <laughs> and <laughs> what he meant should... is, it's UC Davis football. <laughs> why should they, why should BYU. It's the big sky. Why should BYU join this conference, Yock? It's Division One football. It's the Big 12. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't sound good at the time, and it sounds more ridiculous. I, I wish I would have thought of that earlier today. <laughs> at least we got to it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, come on, man. It's Division One football. It's the Big 12. Mac Brown had an awesome run at Texas. He had a decade to remember. But other than that, Texas has been five or six good seasons for 50 years. Right. They didn't win the national title. What was they it? did. And oh. Mac, Mac Brown's run, he was stacking was up 10, 11 win 04, seasons. 04, 05 or something. Mac Brown ain't walking through that door unless well, that is. door's at the University of North Carolina. Yeah. What is he pushing 70? Good for him, man. Yeah, he is. And he's got him going. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The arrow's yeah. way up in North Carolina. It's, yeah. He's done a he good went job. Back, and that's he went where back. He, he had two 10-win seasons there. That's what got him the Texas mm-hmm. job in the first place. Yeah, yeah. And he's got that folksy twang. Right. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. It, 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 so they lose Oklahoma. That's a big hit. But oh, Oklahoma, yeah. Oklahoma State is... Like five, six in a row. Oklahoma State's been really good. Iowa State's up. We'll see if they keep this coaching staff. Baylor's been up and down. BYU can go in and be good in that league. Can it be great? Can they win it? Can they dominate it? Different questions, but they can go in and be good. All right, DJ and PK, James Impey coming up, Utes and Cougars, joining every show all season long. Hands and Scotty next. Stay with us.